missed with Charlie. Oh, you did that. Ah, you did uh, that. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> hey there. Where you going? No, man. You got the right class. Come I on swear. in, take us. That was for Road Dog. <laughs> hey, look. Here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Morning, practical jokers out there. You're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic. Yeah, that's him. Homeroom is on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and you search channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. Not mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, it's free. I did it. You can do it. Thanks for everybody that is subscribing. This is great. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and sometimes on YouTube. Not, not today. <laughs> no. Mostly that's just Wednesdays. Then you can catch a podcast after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Just look for The Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page. That's roadtoconcord.com. That's where you find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at Joe at the road to concord.com. He's a little slow. Like a but, turtle. But he'll eventually get around to emailing you back. Maybe sooner. Sort of kind of. Phones are on today, 229-469-0335 for registered numbers. We only accept calls from regular known listeners. If you wish to call in, you must be a known class member that has participated in the chats on a regular basis. You may then request phone access through an email. If you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, and subscribe, and share it with those you could benefit that could benefit from it. There we go. I got it out there. And thanks for everybody that has done those things. We appreciate that. Just warn them. Warn them. Joe is an acquired taste. He is different, folks. Very different. If you're if this is your first show, you will find out. Which rule of acquisition do I fall under? Oh my gosh. Your Ferengi rules of acquisition. Um, don't trust your I see you you're not a very good trekkie. (laughs) (sighs) What are we gonna do with Natasha? Oh my, we have a call. Is it somebody we know? Then they hung up. Yeah. What are we gonna do with Natasha? She's she's dissing the donut. (laughs) This show is listener sponsored okay i need you to spank her behind the scenes when we go to the regular show here listener sponsored nobody else will sponsor us (laughs) that's why we don't solicit business advertising (laughs) what because no comments from the peanut gallery (laughs) they they they, they, they'd like you know limit limit us and stuff i hear ringy dingy that's not somebody we know is it no it's not that's a dodo cop that's a dodo cop with that said We asked for your participation on a value-value basis. If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page, your show description on Rumble, and in the comments on the other streams. I think this is the longest intro. I was just thinking longest intro ever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for all the interruptions. You get a gold star for getting through that whole intro. Oh, my God. Gosh, you guys are nuts today. Hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. Yeah, that too, now, but I don't know about the other guy in this show either. You soon realize we not might be the smartest, 
but we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. Islam. But before that, man, you need to quit talking over the tortoise because he's going to be like the fat man in the movie and he's going to say, get in my belly if he sees you again, Charlie. I mean, it's just not going to be good for you, bro. All right. Is that somebody we need to answer? Nope. That's a dodo cop, right? It's a dodo cop. Yeah, just ditch him. We don't answer the phone if we don't know who you are. We're tired of the dodo cops, man. It's just not going to happen around here. All right. Bye-bye, Charlie. Islam. Islam. Islam takeover. It's Conspiracy Theory Thursday. There you go. That ought to work, right? That's a stylization of the crossed swords of Islam with the crescent moons. Yeah. The American flag. That's where we're heading, folks. Y'all didn't know that, did you? Well, it is. Y'all better be careful with that because I'm going to show it here. Oh, my. It's Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Conspiracy, yes. Theory, maybe. Maybe not. Y'all have to decide by the time we're done today. But this is your show notes for the day. You go to the road to concord.com and you look up the 10, 12, 2023 show notes, the Islamic takeover of America. And you will see that I've got a little bit of everything in here for you today. Just, I mean, just, it's just, it's got good stuff, man. And I'm going to explain it all as we go along for you here right now. But the first thing it does is it starts off with the show notes from a previous show. This is from November 2nd of last year. The history of Islam. Lots of handouts here, folks. Um, this is the Quran, literally. And this is an outline I did for a class I teach about Islam. This one here, The Truth About Islam by Peter Salami. This one is a class on Islam and its history. This is the Islamic versus biblical eschatology. Oh, we're going to get there before the day is over, folks. And this is a selected excuse me, selected passages from the Quran and the Hadith. The Hadith, just think New Testament for Quran. There's another Quran that's an actual real Quran that's been translated by a Muslim and his daughter. This is how to witness to Muslims. These are two videos that are very, very good about the jihad and the crusades and the timelines, and you might really want to watch those. This one is uh, proof that the Quran has been corrupted. This one here is more about the battle between Isaac and Ishmael. We are talking about that in the news right now. That's what's going on in the Middle East. More about Allah and who he is and the cult of the moon God. And these are all sections of the Hadith right here, which is like their New Testament. And then this one here. This is what we're going to be talking about today. Obama is a Muslim. We might have to come back to this today. Matter of fact, let's just download and open that in another page real quick because we're going to want this. Let's see if it'll open up. Hopefully it will. Hopefully it won't. Well, we'll figure it all out here real quick. There we go. We're going to want that in a little bit. So let's go back here. That Now, Islam assimilation or conquest, Britain's lesson. We're going to get to that here shortly, folks. Islam, 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 Islam. Is it taking over America? Well, let's find out. First things first. Is there a pattern here that we need to be looking for? This is Hopkins. This is from a uh, World's Party, RTTV, dot, whatever. Anyhow, this is the U.S. Secretary of State calls for, uh, I'm just reading down there. This is a screen capture from, I want to say it was a uh, British TV show, but it's been put up there by somebody in Russia. And the whole question here from the reporter is, why do Muslims always go to Christian countries? And have you ever noticed that? They immigrate into Christian countries, not other Islamic countries. There's reason for that. Islam will dominate the world. 
Now, the picture on the left, that was in the United States. The one on the right is somewhere in Europe. This the path Islam always takes, boys and girls. Always the same. Well, usually. It has been since the caliphate got disbanded. Establish a mosque. Create an enclave. Grow the population. And Islam is very prolific when it comes to babies. Resist the natural authorities. Institute Sharia, secede from the area, and then take control. Afghanistan was once a Buddhist nation. Pakistan was once Hindu. Lebanon was once Christian. See a pattern forming? Now they're all Islamic nations. And if we continue the path we are on, Europe will be next to fall. Fight the nightmare, they say. Well, that's Islamophobic, Joe. <clears throat> Hold on to that, folks. We're going to talk about this Islamophobic thing here in a minute. So this is what's called taqiyah. The Islamic art of softening the hearts of the unbelievers. That's part of what we're talking about here. The Islamic domination of the West. It's a repeat of what we just read, basically. Pretend to be a refugee in order to gain access to your chosen country. Heck, refugee. Obama and Biden just bust them on in by the gazillions and leave the southern door open so that they can come across the border from Mexico. Then you play the minority card while outpopulating on a scale more than five to one. Told you, they're very prolific. Um, infiltrate politics and call others racists and bigots if they don't agree with you. You know, Islamophobe. Yeah, we've seen this. Implement a watered-down version of Sharia law with the help of the leftists. Um, the lockdowns in 2020 from COVID, it's pretty much what they did. Kill all of those who do not submit to Islam and dominate every Western country. Open your eyes, look around, take notice. This is not a joke. This is reality. <clears throat> This is from a page that tries to teach you about taqiyya. <clears throat> it's Islamic deception. It's what it basically means. It's, it's uh, cultural jihad. Muslims are taught this to deceive the kufar, the non-Muslim, about their true beliefs in order to defend the cause of Islam and jihad. This deception is called taqiyya. <clears throat> We've covered this on my show on Islam. It's in, the, it's in the link to the things that you need to know about Islam. Muhammad commanded this. If you are weak and cannot defeat the non-believer in open warfare, Lie to him. Deceive them. Make them think you're their friend until you are strong enough to take over. That's taught to them. It says Muslims will attempt to disassociate Islam from terrorist acts in order to win sympathy and public opinion, especially in countries where they are outnumbered by non-Muslims. They will say that such an act does not represent true Islam when, in fact, it does. Yes, it does. You go back to that link I showed you. You look up the Quran. You look up the Hadith. Muhammad commands fighting the non-believer over and over and over and over again. This By is the, all, also a communistic tactic, isn't it? Oh, geez. Haven't I basically told you that fascism and communism are secular Islam? I've told you that before. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Before, you want to stay to the end of today's show. Trust me on this one. Wait till you see. We're going to get religious, apocalyptic, end times, prophecy, political in a hurry toward the end of the show. Over 50% of the Quran contains verses about killing the Kufar. True, I've read it. Or forcing them to live under servitude as dhimmi and pay a heavy tax known as a jizya. Uh, dhimmis must defer to Muslims in all manners whatsoever. Now, dhimmi only applies to Christians and, and uh, Jews. It doesn't apply to any other religion. Those people just get killed. 
Islamic Sharia law requires all Muslims to pay a charity tithe called zakat. A portion of zakat is required to be used to fund jihadists such as Al-Qaeda, Hamas, Hezbollah, and the Taliban. If they truly opposed terrorism, they would not pay the zakat. Since 9-11, Muslims have committed over 23,000 acts of terror, 90% of all these terror acts, terrorist acts committed by Muslims. This, this Takiyah post here, this is from like the first five years of 2000. It's old. Those 23,000 acts are a lot more than that. Salam, Hollywood! Using the power of media to counter Islamophobia. This is dealing with the infiltration of Hollywood by Muslims. And it says, uh, Jawad Abdul Raham, Friday, March 1st, 2019 at the ISGL, 8 o'clock. This is a meeting. We're going to use the power of media to combat Islamophobia. This is Ayan Hirsi Ali. It says, Islam is not a race. Islam is simply a set of beliefs. And it is not Islamophobic to say Islam is incompatible with liberal democracy. Uh, that's true. Islam is incompatible with liberal democracy. But if you say that, you'll be called Islamophobic. And you know why you're going to be called Islamophobic? You know, because everything is racist. What's that got to do with Islam, Joe? Well, folks, this is actually pretty easy. If you're a fascist or a communist, everything is racist. Because that's the PC hammer I beat you over the head with. But if you're a Islamic fascist, everything's Islamophobia. It's all meant to shut you up, make you sit down. You're not supposed to be talking about this. You're not supposed to be researching any of this. Just sit down and let them have their way. This is a book by Bat Yor. Europe, Globalization, and the Coming Universal Caliphate. Ooh, baby boy and girl. Was this ever prophetic? Right here. I've read it. Ooh, dangerous book. Dangerous book. They don't want you to read this bad boy. But this goes all the way back to the 1980s, 1990s. She's been at it for a while. She grew up in Islamic countries. This is about warning Europe that what is currently happening today was going to happen. They didn't listen. Idiots. So what does she know? Islam's peace. Uh-huh. Have you been paying attention to, or are you just too too distracted with Ukraine and Israel to notice what's going on in Europe right now. How many boys and girls out there in the classroom, stick your hands in the air, have noticed the articles about the growing backlash dealing with immigration in Europe? I've been watching it. Anybody else been watching that? They're about to have the political upheavals in Europe all over the place because of immigration in Europe. It's not immigration. It's an Islamic invasion, folks. All those immigrants are Muslims. Most of them. The Islamic takeover. Why mass immigration signals the end of Britain. CBN.com. London has fallen. 43 AD to 2016 AD. Muslim ruler. 55% non-white. Well, you're a white supremacist, Joe. Just think non-Christian in this case, folks. Be careful with this. Pay attention to the true concept, what we're talking about here. Demogra uh, demography, you know, your population makeup is destiny. This is what happens when you allow mass third world immigration. This is Sadiq Khan, Emir of London. He's applauding this. It's a Muslim man right there. This is from an article 
that I wrote on one of my other blogs called The Oil. We'll get to it in a minute. This is a pull quote from it. The title is Islam, Assimilation or Conquest, Britain's Lesson. I wrote this article post, oh, let's see, back in um, 2016, January 28, 2016. Observe the actions and results of Britain's immigration policies with the definitions of assimilation and conquest in mind. A majority, even a supermajority, of Islamic people who have moved to Great Britain have not, quote, adopted Britain's culture to become fully part of Britain. Rather, quote, Muslims are living in England in an enclaves and are overcoming and vanquishing opposition by force, applying their beliefs to persons and territory and destroying liberty and peace, unquote. England's Muslim immigrants are not assimilating. That's not why they moved there. England's Muslim immigrants are marrying their cousins socially staying to get to themselves, instilling in their prodigy the Islamic culture and refusing to adopt England's law and cultural mores. Similarly, what do the terrorist attacks and political actions opposing freedom of speech show Muslims in America are doing? Muslims' own actions show they are migrants, not assimilating. It appears Islam's followers are modern conquistadors to the West. Yes, Takiya. They went to Europe and England to take over, boys and girls. Yes, truth. Can't get around it. This is the blog post from the oil. If you go to the road to concord.com, you'll find a link in the left-hand margin to the oil. I don't use this page much, but this is where most of my Islamic writing is. You just go there and in the search engine hit Islam and you're going to find all sorts of stuff going back to the early 20s, uh, 2000s, 2010 and all. And this is an article here. I give you the definitions of assimilate and everything, but this is from an unmaking England. Will immigrants demolish in decades a nation built over centuries? Benjamin Schwartz, January 11, 2016. It says, it is impossible for a Muslim child to grow up in the family home at school and in the mosques and madrasas without coming into any contact with Western lifestyles, opinions, or values. And this is a pull quote from it. But it goes over the fact that essentially what's happening, Muslims are just taking over Europe. They just move in and they establish their own way of life. They ignore you until they're strong enough to kill you outright in the streets. And that's part of what this article is about, what's gonna to happen to England. Lo and behold, 2016 to 2023, seven years. Hey, there's that number, seven. It's already happened, folks. It's done, it's over with. Europe's a dead state fallen, a walking. They just haven't, they haven't realized it yet. Oh, well, you know. Who gives a happy, right? It's just Europe. We don't care. This is a quote by Ajem Chaudhry. He says, by 2050, Britain will be a majority Muslim country. It will be the end of freedom of democracy and submission to God. We don't believe in democracy. As soon as they have authority, Muslims should implement Sharia. This is what we're trying to teach people. Have I ever said anything, Charlie? I, I can't remember, man. Have I ever said anything like honor the threat? Um, yeah, once or twice. Okay. Do you think maybe that saying about honoring the threat comes into play with this guy? <laughs> uh, yeah. So because of cultural diversity and tolerance, we just have to let them take over and do what they want to do, right? Uh, England's got no right to defend itself against this immigration, right? Well, they do, but they're not. Okay. 
Neither are we. Well, but I was about a, to say what's happening a, over there has got nothing to do plan. with us, right? Yeah, that, that's ahead of the lesson plan. Yeah, sure, okay. So. Well, no, no problem there. All right, folks. So what are these? Thanks, Charlie. This is this book here where I told you, 2004, Horowitz proves to you that the Democratic Party married itself to radical Islam. Radical Islam. The Democratic Party, George Soros is in this, and George Soros has been sympathetic to Hamas in the past. He he was arguing for Israel and America to open their borders to just let all the Muslims into Israel that they wanted to move in there. Should, there'd be no more Israel if he got his way. But he's a Jew that hates Jews, so, you know. But this book here, Democratic Party thinks, well, we're going to those stupid backwards Arabs, man. We're just going to get their money and we'll take over with communism and socialism. I got a little news flash for you. And you see why I tell you that I sometimes wonder if the clay toes is is secular humanism and the steel toes is Islam because they both mingle themselves and they trace themselves through lineages of people. You know, the secularists, they, they got to trace themselves through who's running, you know, the Rothschilds and the Bilderbergers and all got to stay in power. They're making feudalism. And the Muslims got to trace their lineages and their, their bloodlines to Muhammad. But I got a little newsflash for you. If you if you secular commies and fascists and socialists think that you're stronger than Islam, <laughs> you've already killed 100 million people. Islam's got over 270 million people under its belt. Yeah, you're. You, you guys are paupers compared to them. They're experts. You, you, you're going you're gonna to learn a bad lesson there, political left. Then there's this book, The Grand Jihad. How Islam and the left, the American left, sabotage America. They're working together to do this. Like Charlie said, very similar ideologies, just one's religious and one's claims to be non-religious, even though it is religious. Then we've got these two books. Let's start with this one here. The Control Factor, Our Struggle to See the True Threat by Bill Seigel or Siegel. This is the threat of infiltration in America. All of these books go back to the early 2000s. These were warning us. Now this one. <laughs> Charlie tried to find this one before the show. <laughs> this sucker's been purged, baby. There's a reason this one's been purged. You, you, if you find a copy of this, for under $400, <laughs> you might want to snag it if you got the money. <laughs> Infiltration, how Muslim spies and subversives have penetrated Washington by Paul Sperry. This supposedly, according to the system, is false information that needed to be censored. <laughs> Boys and girls, what do we know when they censored the book? Is it usually false? No. Yeah. Yeah, go, look, go look for this book on Amazon. And see see what you get back. I think I put a link to it uh, uh, to its old listing or something in the show, but I don't know if I did or not because there was nothing to link it to last night. It, it, when you go to Amazon, it'll show up. But when you go when you know in, in your search, but when you go to Amazon, it says page not found. They they've purged that book, so there's a reason. This is the best one out there for what's going on right now. And oh yeah, fully footnoted. That he shows you. He, Dan Bongino would like this boy. He brought the receipts, man. He's ready for an audit. <laughs> so we were warned. We were warned. But you know, it's it's like this. Muslims built the very foundation of our nation. That's what Barack Obama said. Jefferson's, no, we did. 
and then fought against Muslim pirates in 1801. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> I didn't put this one in this in the show. This this link here is not in the show. I, I'll uh I'll I'll pop it into the comments here real quick in just a second. But um here, let me put it into there. Charlie, if you'll bounce that over to the feed and rumble for me, please. But um, the meme reveals how the real president dealt with Islamic terrorism. This meme wouldn't show up on our show very well. So I just got over the course of 10 centuries, Muslim pirates cruised the African and Mediterranean coastline, pillaging villages and seizing slaves. Actually, they got the Vikings to do it up north. When American colonists rebelled against the British rule in 1776, American merchant ships lost Royal Navy protection. With no American Navy for protection, American ships were attacked and their Christian view, uh, Christian crews were enslaved by Muslim pirates operating under the control of the Day of Algiers, an Islamic warlord ruling Algeria. Not long after Jefferson's inauguration as president in 1801, he dispatched a group of frigates to defend the American interests in the Mediterranean and informed Congress, declaring that America was going to spend millions for dispense, but not one cent for tribute. Jefferson pressed the issue by deploying American Marines and many of America's best warships to the Muslim Barbary Coast to include the USS Constitution, Old Ironsides. During the Jefferson administration, the Muslim Barbary state, crumbling as a result of intense American naval bombardment and shore raids by Marines, finally officially agreed to abandon slavery and piracy. Jefferson's victory over the Muslim lives on today in the Muslim Marine hymn with the line from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, we will fight our country's battles on the air as on the sea. Jefferson had been right. The medium of war was the only way to put an end to the Muslim problems. <laughs> so much for that. We've got that back. This man, remember, honor the threat. I will stand with the Muslims should the political winds shift in an ugly direction. Audacity of Hope, page 261. Boys and girls out there who claim to be Christians, let me ask you a question. Would you ever renounce your Christian faith to go stand with the Muslims if things get rough between Islam and Christianity? So why would he? Well, you know, it's not like he ever told George Stephanopoulos that his Muslim faith. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Shh, 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 shh. We got no reason to believe that. Shh, that's just propaganda. Obama misspoke. Egyptian foreign minister Ahmed, uh, Ahmed about Gate said, um, Obama told me he is still a Muslim who supports the Muslim agenda. What? That's the nationalpatriot.com. And, and that Obama promised that once he overcame some domestic issues, like the health care reform, he would show the Muslim world how to deal with Israel. Well, that's just Zionist propaganda, Joe. Want to bet? I can't find it for you anymore. But there was a video out there of him talking to the Egyptians in Arabic. Arabic. Fluent Arabic. And it was translated by an Arabic-speaking Christian. And he was promising to lead the Arab Spring. And that he was in allegiance with Islam. You ever notice he could do, you never heard him do a Christian prayer, but you heard him do the Muslim prayers just fine in Arabic. He's a Muslim. He's always been a Muslim. Uh, Rush Limbaugh was one of the ones who told us that um, Reverend Wright, and uh, Beck brought this out really good, but Reverend Wright said 
on record saying he helped Obama accept Christ without renouncing his Muslim faith. If this man had actually converted to Christianity and left Islam, they would have killed him because of how public a figure he is. How do you accept Christ and stay a Muslim? You can't. Okay, just making sure. I thought Not I according to Muhammad. But shh, this is hijra. It, it's a verb. It means exodus or migration. It's 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 takia. It's it's cultural jihad that Obama's in. Remember, deception. Jihad by means of Muslim immigration to the land of the disbeliever for the purpose of colonization. This has already happened under Obama. Have you ever paid attention to what's going on in Michigan, in Wisconsin, Minnesota? This is from a Michigan Muslim Community Council serving the community since 1988. This is real. I checked it. They're, they're, they're basically taking over local governments. This is from Dearborn, Michigan. It won't happen here, you say? This is no democracy. We want just Islam. That right there is a picture of what's going on in, in Michigan. There's no Spanish there. There's Arabic. Because these people are not assimilating. And this is what happens in those areas. McDonald's in Arabic, now serving all halal beef. Does McDonald's in New York City serve kosher beef? You see that sign with, with Israeli writing, you know, Hebrew writing? No. Why? Because the Hebrews, the Jews, have assimilated. Islam does not assimilate. This is another picture of what's going on in Texas. This is Texas Muslim Capital Day, May 26, 2011. This is real, folks. This is, this is Islam getting political. When they get strong enough, they'll get political. Oh, shocking evidence that the Muslim Brotherhood has infiltrated the Republican Party. Oh, it, so now it's unholy alliance with, oh, that's right. It's, it's just one party pretending to be two. It's just now getting to where they see it. This is establishment Republicans like Speaker of the House, uh, John Boehner and uh, Go uh, Governor Norquist are in bed with the Muslim Brotherhood. This according to Blockbuster Report by uh, Center for Security Council. National security professionals challenge ACU on Muslim Brotherhood operations against the right. The Islamists and the enablers assault on the right. The case against Governor Norquist and Suhul Khan. Why is this important? Muslim Brotherhood's a terrorist organization. I thought you conservatives in the GOP were against all this stuff. You were in bed with them too. <laughs> You keep voting GOP and see what happens. You're right. Sooner or later, you're going to take over the Republican Party and you're going to purge everything just like the good Democrats did to the... Oh, that didn't work, did it? Okay, well, sooner or later, Europe's going to purge all those Muslims that just moved in and, and that, that hasn't worked. Huh. You just keep doing the same thing you've been always doing. It's going to work out for you just fine. You're not crazy. What's this? Huh. <gasps> Dawn of the Muslim Brotherhood. What? Yeah, folks, if you don't know what the Muslim Brotherhood is, go to your show notes. I put a slideshow for you in there. It's a good one. That's, that's, that's what this is right here. You know, you can, there's 37 slides. It'll teach you about the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, I don't want to go through all of this. I don't want to get caught for copyright violations. 
but I did snag one of them since they made it public. What we have here is an Islamic revolution in America. This picture is from Counter Jihad, but this is real, folks. Excuse me for just a second. I might have forgotten all this. Charlie, have you seen anything in the news lately about BLM siding with Hamas? Uh, I haven't <clears throat> seen that, but I haven't been watching it that closely. Has anybody would, else in the classroom read those not, stories? That would not surprise me. They even did a picture of BLM flying in on paragliders. <sighs> They're praising Hamas. BLM. Black Lives Matter. Which American political party is that aligned with, Charlie? The Republicans well, or the Democrats? Well, I think the Democrats, but who who knows anymore? Well, they were linked to oh, oh, to Biden through the money he gave Ukraine through the banks in Cleveland. That we know. Well, yeah, that's, that's an true. established, known public public domain fact. That's a fact. That's true. That's a fact, Jack. Yes, that's true. So, at the very least, Biden is funding BLM. Yeah, well, yeah. isn't Biden a Democrat? Uh, well, I'm not sure what Biden is actually because. I'm is there any sure reason to believe alive. that he's got an Obama hand up the backside? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Obama supposedly a Democrat? But, but I wonder, do we have an Islamic party now? Not that I've seen. But remember what Horowitz told us, 2004. But now, now Joe, you tell me all the time that form and function define. We've got a lot of Muslims in Congress. So, and in the State Department, just saying, and in the intelligence community, and in the military. Oh, Epoch Times just released an article about it. Uh, oh, okay, cool. We got some class members that have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So BLM's okay with all of this. Yeah. Okay, so BLM with the Muslim Brotherhood. Just, just, just check and just make sure. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been told I'm crazy. The Muslim Brotherhood, International Muslim Brotherhood, was founded in Egypt in 1928 with two objectives. Implement Sharia, Islamic law, as the law of the land in the entire world and reestablish the global Islamic state known as the Caliphate. A global state. Let me see. Things happen in the Bible in thirds a lot, don't they, Charlie? Third of this, yeah. third of that, third of that. Okay, I'm going to have a third of the world believes in the Bible. I'm going to have a third of the world chasing after communism. And I'm going to have a third of the world chasing after the largest apostate religion that's ever existed. Third, 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 roughly. Hmm. No parallels there. Anyhow. But there are people pushing a new world order. Yeah. Secularists. So, who are in bed with the Muslims? Yeah. So if they get together, hmm, steel and clay toes. Oh, yeah, that would, yeah, maybe, hmm. maybe. I mean, it, it only fits, fits if you it understand the, the biblical prophetic language and the concepts. But let's let's not pay what any attention to that. Yeah. What do we know? Back to the oil. This one is Obama's treason. Obama's policies are actively assisting Islam to conquer Israel and America. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just wrote this back in 2016, 14, 16, somewhere in there too. 
says, what if the U.S. government and the media were hiding court documents proving Islam intends to overthrow the U.S. Constitution? Hmm. Well, we'll pay attention to that later. Muslim Brotherhood threat to the U.S. in their own words. Let's not pay attention to that. The most pressing contemporary threat to our liberty. Obama appointed claims Sharia law is superior. What? Obama appointee claims Sharia law is superior to American law. Claims the founding fathers were inspired by the Quran. There's a link to that story there, too. You can go find that. And then down here, more legal transformation of America, the loss of liberty. DOJ cares unindicted co-conspirator status is legit. FBI reaffirms CARES terrorist ties. Obama ties to the Muslim Brotherhood. Egyptian magazine, Muslim Brotherhood infiltrates Obama administration. Benghazi and Obama, Muslim Brotherhood and CARE connected to uncommon knowledge, uh, to uncommon knowledge, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern time. That one's a good one. More Obama betrayal. Administration emits hundreds of meetings with Hamas and CARE. That's Obama talking to the to the Muslim terrorists. In newly appointed Libyan investigator and Islamist sympathizer with ties to care. That's an American official right there. The Brotherhood ties that bind Obama, Washington to Egypt, MAGA spills the beans, commentary by whatever. Controversial Homeland Security Advisor defends use of Muslim Brotherhood associated icon on his Twitter page. These are all just links to how Obama has been waging war on America and helping Islam do it. Now, this is a video. This is just a screenshot of a video. But this is uh, Pamela Geller. And what's in her hand right here is that document I was just linking you to. That says this. This is from that page I just read, Agenda, Obama's Treason in the Oil. It's in your show notes. It says, the document makes plain that the Islamic movement is a Muslim Brotherhood, is an effort led by Ikhwan, which is the Arab word for the Muslim Brotherhood, also known as the Ummah, of America. The explanatory movement, uh, explanatory movement goes on to explain that the movement is a settlement process to establish itself inside the United States and, once established, to undertake a grand jihad characterized as a civilizational jihadist mission that is likewise led by Muslim Brotherhood. Specifically, the document describes the settlement process as a grand jihad in eliminating and destroying the Western civilization from within and sabotaging its miserable house by their hands and the hands of the believers so that it is eliminated. They're going to build a government within the frame. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on here, Charlie. I need some help. Are we talking about Woodrow freaking Woodrow Wilson? Freaking Wilson. Or are we talking about Islam? Um, or are we talking and, about yes? And. Yes. And. And. Same pattern, right? Yeah. How is it that both these diametrically opposed beliefs are allied together and working together against the same common enemy? Well. Human beings don't do that. If I use some of this logic stuff you've been teaching me. Okay. And you put these together, that means there's a common spirit behind them. Oh, well, then that's religious stuff. We can't go oh, there, Oh, Charlie. Yeah, well, oh, we shouldn't go there. That's right. That, yeah, that would be religious. Don't be doing that. Can't do that. Thank you, Charlie. See, I wrote, this is uh, from when I was on the Rio Norte line. That blog is still up there. It'll cross-link you from your homework. If you go to the page on that, well, it'll link you here. But I wrote this one in July 30th, 2013. Islam intends to overthrow the U.S. Constitution. This is all just pulled from public documents. I mean, just 
pay no attention to that, man. I don't, I don't know what the heck I'm talking about there, man, folks. It's, I don't know how I was so far ahead of this. I mean, it just read what the Muslims are saying and, and, and took it for face value. This from that same explanatory momentum, you know, that's just a, a meme that was made. It says the same thing. It says the, the Equan Muslim Brotherhood must understand that their work in America is a kind of grand jihad in eliminating and destroying Western civilization from within and sabotaging its miserable house by the hands and hands of the believers so that it is eliminated and God's religion is made victorious over all religions. In this case, Allah's religion. That's just what the Muslim Brotherhood teaches. Published plan. It's, it, you know, if somebody had found a published essay by Woodrow Wilson, Woodrow freaking Wilson, saying he was going to take over America and turn it into a communist state by building a government within a government, you know, we might have seen that coming, right? Well, here's Islam saying the same thing, and we've ignored that too. Comment on the board from Aaron Spikes. Hasn't overthrowing the Constitution been pretty much accomplished? Well, yes, from the secular perspective, but we haven't got Sharia law yet. Folks, I mean, okay, well, then, no. I want you to sleep well tonight. This is just the infiltration of the Muslim Brotherhood. Say that they're no longer at the door. They're in the house. Anyway, what did Cicero say about the enemies that infiltrate our house? We can't defend ourselves against them, right? You remember that quote? Should have thrown that in here too. This is one guy, Arif, I can't even pronounce their names, but he's the assistant secretary for policy development for the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. So you got a Muslim terrorist bent on overthrowing the country into Homeland Security. Then you have another one who's a Homeland Security advisor. He's BLM. I mean, uh, not BLM, Muslim Brotherhood. I don't think that they're necessarily any different. And you have a third guy. He's a special envoy to the OIC, Organization of Islamic Conference. He's a liaison with the Obama administration at this time. Then you have an Obama advisor. He's founder of the Muslim Public Affairs Council and its current ED or executive director. He's an Obama advisor. Then you have Obama's Sharia czar. Well, wait a minute. If you're a Christian president, why do you have a Sharia czar from the Islamic Society of North America? I thought, hey, yeah, okay, no, there's no problems there. You have yet another advisory council on faith-based neighborhood partnerships. Y'all notice this is community organizing, right? This is Saul Alinsky for the Muslims. This is Wake Up America. John Brennan, the head of the CIA, who was sworn in without a Bible after converting to Islam a couple of years ago. This is all just some of Obama's White House. And there's their faces with their names. And there's more than just these people. His communist terrorist advisor mentor, Reverend Jeremiah Wright, Edward said, Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn, Frank Marshall Davis, Robert Unger, Saul Alinsky, Zach Paulette, Professor Derek Bell, David Axelrod, Carl Davidson, Rashid Khalidi, uh, Jody Evans, Sam Felsner, Gregory Galuza, Kevin Jennings, Jeff Jones, Anita Dunn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the march goes on. You put people from the Muslim Brotherhood into the American government, their allegiance is to Islam first. They have no allegiance to the United States. What do you expect these people to do from within the government? This, this is another one we need to look at. It's a Muslim Brotherhood Islamic Network in the United States, along with the left, America's worst domestic enemies. This is partial representation of the Muslim Brotherhood Network compiled from the Federal Terrorist Financial 
uh, trial evidence of this Holy Land Foundation here presented against the Holy Land Foundation. 2008, I think it was. So the Muslim Brotherhood is connected to the Holy Land Foundation, the Muslim Student Association, to Saudi Arabia, to the World Assembly of Muslim Youth, to the Council on American Islamic Relations, CARE, hold on to that one, to ANSWER, to Islamic African Relief Agency, Al-Qaeda, to the United Association for Studies and Research, to Islamic Circles of North America, to the Islamic Association for Palestine, the Mosque Foundation, directly to Hamas itself, to NAIT, to the Muslim American Society, to the Global Relief Foundation, to PIJ, which is another terrorist organization, International Institute for Islamic Thought, American Muslim Council, Muslim World League, MYNA, Islamic Society of North America, and SAR Network. It looks like some pretty good laundry going on here. Oh, you ain't seen Jack yet. Also this. This is from the FBI. This is this this was all brought from the FBI. The Muslim Brotherhood is terrorist and subversive. And this is all the people and things it is connected to, including Hamas and the Arab Spring. If you can't see the board, I cannot explain this one to you. This is a this is George Soros's um shadow party. This is community organizing for Islam. Now, how is it the American right recognizes what Obama and the American left has been doing with pol- politics, communism, socialism, you know, the left wing politics in America? We 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 could do we could put up um, George Soros and all, and, and Glenn Beck could find all of this for Soros and the Tides Foundations and all the left wing connections. But how come nobody can find this? This came straight out of the FBI, Obama's FBI information. How about that? That's every place where we've got a known terrorist network in America. This is from 2004. What? Well, maybe we got rid of them. No, they've grown since then. But these are all the different places. And by known terrorist organization, these are training camps. These are Muslim terrorist training camps. If you can't see the board, I can't help you with this one either. But they're everywhere, folks. And we know, we know that it gets worse than this. Let me pop back over here. Back to your class homework. We're going to scroll down. Al-Qaeda nukes already in the United States. What? 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 Yes. Al-Qaeda nukes from World Net Daily. Al-Qaeda nukes already in the United States, July 11, 2005. What'd you say, Joe? Yeah, nuclear weapons in the United States in 2005. I tried to find that video for you of the local reporter interviewing the customs agent in San Diego, Port Port of San Diego, where he lets it slip that they know that nuclear weapons have gotten by the customs department in the United States. You can't find it anymore, anywhere. It's been purged. I I, I was going to snag it this time. I cannot find it anywhere. It's gone just like this gone now you can still find pictures of the interview you can find pictures of it but you can't find the video anymore not even on bit shoot it's gone poof now how the heck do you think that happened and why i tried to look up the stories of when obama told the fbi that they could no longer monitor mosques which is where the nuclear weapons were being kept 
And then that the stories said that the FBI then lost track of where those weapons are. Stories are gone. You can still find shadows of them, but the stories are gone. Why? I can find all sorts of stories about left-wing, secular, communist, progressive, socialist crap going on. I can find stories about BLM and Antifa. Why is it Islam's being purged? I, I don't understand. Can anybody help me with that? Okay. Let's just keep going here then. What else do we have? Before Obama listed it as a, it, before Obama, it was listed as a likely terrorist organization. We now know that CARE is a terrorist organization, Holy Land Foundation. Since Obama, it's working in the White House and intelligence agencies. This is CARE, Council of American Islamic Relations. This is Mustafa Carroll, director of CARE, Texas, USA. If we are practicing Muslims, we are above the law of the land. In layman terms, all Muslims are above the law and above all non-Muslims who have no right in affairs with Muslims. Now, they believe that. This is why the founding fathers didn't want Catholics in religion, in the government, rather, because they were beholden to the Pope first. Well, if our founding fathers recognize that, why can't we recognize this with Islam? This is CARE founder Omar Hamad. Islam isn't in America to be equal to any other faith, but to become dominant. The Quran, the Muslim book of scripture, should be the highest authority in America, and Islam the only accepted religion on earth. So you'll go after Christianity. I don't want a theocracy! But hey, man, leave Islam alone, you Islamophobe. You guys are fornicating for chastity out there. You're defending the wrong religion. These are care people that were convicted for terrorism organiz- you know, efforts in the United States. There's like five of them, six of them there. Another picture of the other people. Muslim mafia is what this one calls it. This is all from the FBI, man. So we know that CARE is connected to the Muslim Brotherhood, and both of these organizations were heavily organized inside of the Obama administration. That picture right there is literally taken from an FBI document. This is showing you that CARE and, and, and the Islamic Association of Palestine and Hamas are all connected. And Obama was buddy-buddy with them, with Hamas. Um Again, I need a little help. Charlie, is Hamas in the news right now for any reason? No, no. They're they're just having a peaceful protest. That's right. Mostly peaceful protest yes. against Israel. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. I understand. Just had to check. Thanks, Charlie. Hamas is ISIS. ISIS is Hamas. That's true. So when Obama was given Hamas aid out of the White House while we were at war with ISIS, he was committing treason. What? Yeah, treason. Constitutional definition of treason. So when the American intelligence officer on the floor of Congress told Congress that there was shades of al-Qaeda and ISIS in in the uh, Libyan revolution, and Obama sent United States military airplanes to fight on their side, he was giving direct military aid to people that he knows were at war with this country. Why is Obama allowed to run around free? Hmm? Anybody? Charlie, a little cricket button? No, wrong one. <laughs> that one works too. 
Yeah, that one works too. Oh, the Iran nuclear deal. Iran nuclear deal. If you'll go to your show notes, you're going to find that there's an article in there about Obama's legacy is is overshadowing us, and it's not in a good way. It's coming back to haunt us. Well, from the Quran, Surah 9-3, it says, Allah is not bound by any contract or treaty with non-Muslims, nor is his apostle. And any announcement from Allah and his messenger to the people on the day of the pilgrimage is that Allah and his messenger dissolve treaty obligations with the pagans. Meaning what? Meaning that any treaty that Iran keeps with America or makes with America, it's under no obligation to follow it. Also from the Quran, if you apprehend treachery from any group or part of the people, people you've made a treaty with, retaliate by breaking off relations with them. The infidels should not think they can bypass the law of punishment by Allah. Surely they cannot get away. Another translation says the unbelieving infidels should not think that they can bypass Islam. Surely they cannot escape. This is where the Muslim practice of not keeping up a treaty with non-Muslims for more than 10 years comes from. Because Muhammad made a treaty with the non-Muslims until he was strong enough in that area when he was younger. And then it was about 10 years, I think it was, and then he broke the treaty and then he started killing the Jews in the area. So Islam, following Muhammad's example, will not keep a treaty with you for more than 10 years. And if they decide you're being treacherous, and that could be just, hey man, I had some, ba- I, I had some bad halal beef today and it just gave me indigestion tonight and that means Obama's being treacherous. Break the treaty. Yeah, I'm being that, I'm being stupid on purpose because that's exactly, if you've read the Hadith, that's just about how crazy it gets with Muhammad. Yes. And I'm, I'm being facetious on purpose because it, it fits. It, it works. So why do we trust any? Oh, that's right. You, 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 don't, you, don't know, you don't know about Islam. So if you don't, know, you don't know Islam and nobody educates you. And then we have this. Huma the mole. She has numerous ties to Islamist organizations, including the Muslim Brotherhood, Mother, Brother, and Deceased Father, worked for Islamist publications founded by top Al-Qaeda financier, personal aide and friend of Hillary Clinton, access to numerous Americans with top secret clearances and to all of those 33,000 files on Hillary's you know, servers. And you thought she married Anthony Weiner for his stunning good looks and charming personality. Folks, this right here, this is an Islamic spy. And, and if you think female spies will not sleep with you to get what they want, you haven't been paying attention to enough Hollywood movies. Yeah, they will. That's one of the number one reasons that... If you're ever in government or even in big business and a really hot, well, if you're, if you're heterosexual, a really hot female comes up to you and just comes on to you and she's all hot to trot. Warning, warning, danger, Will Robinson. That's usually either, you know, industrial espionage or it's international espionage because you ain't all that in a bag of chips and women don't do that. And, and, and if you're homosexual and you get this really, well, you know, if you're a gay guy, that's pretty much just the way that community works. They're very promiscuous, so I can't help you with that. But you got to be careful with this stuff, folks. She, she's a spy. You remember we just found Iranian spies in the in in Washington D.C. here recently inside of a, a news organization somewhere. It's there's a I posted another article in your homework about the tentacles that the networks of Iran and, and Islamic um, 
inter interference and infiltration into the world networks all over the globe. It, Iran is the seat of Shia, Shia Islam, the hard side of Islam, the militant side of Islam. Folks, for the love of all things holy, when are we going to get it through our head that these people are not our friends? They flat out said they're here to take over. They're going to overthrow us from within. Oh, that's just Islam. That's a religion of peace. They're just talking. They don't mean it. You know, quit being an Islamist, Lobe Joe. That's exactly what Woodrow Wilson told me he was going to do. I'm going to take over, make America a communist nation from within. Oh, he's just a progressive. He just wants to make sure grandma gets fed when she's a widow. It's bad. Sheeple. We're all sheeple. Honor the threat, boys and girls. So, yes, it's a conspiracy theory. Islam's going to take over America. Conspiracy, yes. Theory, no. No more than the progressives were going to take over the country. Conspiracy, yes. Theory, not so much. Y'all want some more? You, 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 need some more um, you need some more receipts? Let me know. Email me. I'll give them to you. I'm just hitting highlights here, baby. This is just a good time rock and roll that I could snag some pictures and make it all fun in a video, you know, video medium here for you. Islam. Hmm. Did you see our shows on Wednesday, the 15 part series on prophecy? You know, the two horn beast that looks like a lot, you know, two horns like a lamb, speaks like a dragon, apostate Christianity, apostate Western world was going to bring the the caliphate back. You know, the, the fourth beast going to beast of that head wound and bring it back. Ottoman Empire, Palestine, all of this stuff. None of this is ringing with any of y'all yet. Anybody got some fireflies connecting here yet? It's going ding, ding, ding yet? Anybody? Bueller? Well, when we come back from the break, I'm really going to rock your world. We're going all prophecy. Islamic prophecy. And Obama's going to come up in a way that you might not expect. You don't want to miss this one. This isn't a case of buckle up, buttercup. This is a case of pucker up, buttercup. Because this ain't a joke. What I'm about to show you is deadly serious. I'll see you in six minutes.
everybody back in your seats. I'm chomping at the bit for this next part, folks. <clears throat> I told you we were going to return to this one, and here we are. You can find this in your show notes. I'm going to go ahead and put this on the whole page so that everybody can see it. This is uh, something I snagged off the internet. It says, Obama is a Muslim. Now, I'm going to skip this first intro because that's just MAGA MAGA stuff. It says, keep in mind, if you will, if you, walk, if you walk like a duck and quack like a duck, there's a very good chance you're a duck. Mike Gallagher in, is the eighth most, at the time this was written, is the eighth most recognized talk radio personality in the country. And he's heard on over 2.25 uh, you know, million listeners weekly. And he compiled and, and wrote the following essay entitled, Obama, It Was You. So he says, Obama, this is why you didn't go to France to show solidarity against the Muslim terrorists. It was you who spoke these words as a, as an, at an Islamic dinner. I am one of you, quote. It was you who on ABC News referenced, quote, my Muslim faith. It was you who gave $100 million in U.S. taxpayer funds to rebuild foreign mosques. It was you who wrote that in the event of a conflict, quote, I will stand with the Muslims. It was you who assured the Egyptian foreign minister that, quote, I am a Muslim. It was you who bowed in submission before the Saudi king. It was you who sat for 20 years in a liberation theology church condemning Christianity and professing Marxism. It was you who exempted Muslims from penalties under Obamacare that the rest of us had to pay. It was you who purposefully omitted, endowed by our creator from your recitation of the Declaration of Independence, it was you who mocked the Bible in Jesus Christ's Sermon on the Mount while repeatedly referring to the quote-unquote Holy Quran. It was you who traveled to the Islamic world denigrating the United States of America. It was you who instantly threw the support of your administration behind the building of Ground Zero Victory Mosque overlooking the hollowed crater of the World Trade Center. It was you who refused to attend the National Prayer Breakfast but hastened to host an Islamic prayer breakfast at the White House. It was you who ordered Georgetown University in Notre Dame to shroud all vestiges of Jesus Christ before you would agree to go there to speak. But in contrast, you have never requested that mosques you have visited to adjust to their decor. It was you who appointed anti-Christian fanatics to your czar corps. It was you who appointed rabid Islamists to the Homeland Security. It was you who said that NASA's foremost mission was an outreach to Muslim communities. It was you who, as an Illinois senator, was the only individual who would speak in favor of infanticide. It was you who were the first president not to give Christmas greetings from the White House and went so far as to hang photos of Chairman Mao on the White House tree. It was you who curtailed the military tribunals of all Islamic terrorists. It was you who refused to condemn the Fort Hood killer as an Islamic terrorist. It was you who refused to speak out concerning the horrific executions of women through the Muslim culture, but yet have submitted Arizona to UN for investigation of hypothetical human rights abuses. It was you who, when uh, queried in India, refused to acknowledge the true extent of radical global jihadists and instead profusely praised Islam in a country that is 82% Hindu and the victim of numerous Islamic terrorist assaults. It was you who funneled 900 million U.S. in taxpayer dollars to Hamas. It was you who ordered the U.S. postal system to honor Muslim holiday with a new commemorative stamp. It was you who directed our U.K. embassy to conduct outreach to help, quote, empower the British Muslim community. 
It was you who funded mandatory Arabic language and culture studies in grammar schools across our country. It was you who follows the Muslim customs of not wearing any form of jewelry during Ramadan. It was you who departed from Hawaii over the Christmas season so as to avoid past criticism for not participating in seasonal White House religious events. It was you who was uncharacteristically quick to join the chorus of Muslim Brotherhood to depose Egyptians Hussani Mubarak, formerly America's strongest ally in North Africa, but remain muted in your non-response to the Brotherhood-led slaughter of Egyptian Christians. It was you who appointed your chief advisor, Valerie Jarrett, an Iranian who was a member of the Muslim, brother, uh, Muslim Sisterhood, an offshoot of the Muslim Brotherhood. It was you who said this country is not a Christian nation. It was you, Obama. It was you. Muslim. You will know them by their fruits. Right? All right. Muslim. Islam knows he's a Muslim. How many of you know what this is? The black flags of Khorasan. Anybody? The prophet Muhammad. Salahu, I'm not even going to read that because that's a blessing to him. Armies carrying black flags will come from Khorasan. No power will be able to stop them, and they will finally reach Jerusalem where they will erect their flags. This is from an Islamic site, invitoislam.org. I made this one for you. Black flags of Khorasan. It says armies carrying black flags. We, we, we read that, right? It says no power will be able to stop them, and they will finally reach the Temple Mount in Jerusalem where they will erect their flags. Jerusalem will be the location of the rightly guided caliphate and the center of the Islamic rule, which will be headed by Imam al-Mahdi, the 12th Imam. The 12th Imam. I wrote about this on the, uh, on the oil a while back. There's a video that explains it to you, too. You know the history behind the black flags of jihad. This is from um, Buck Sexton, former CIA guy. He was working for uh, the Blaze at the time. His area of specialty was the Islam. These are Islamic quotes here. This is if you. This is also talking about the twelfth Imam here. If you see him, go give him your allegiance, even if you have to crawl over ice, because he is the uh, the Caliph of Allah, the Mahdi. He will um, pave the way for an establishment of government of the family of the community of the uh, Ummah of Muhammad. Every believer will be obligated to support him. Here's something else you need to know. This is the prophet said, Muhammad said, the last hour would not come unless the Muslims will fight against the Jews and the Muslims will kill them until the Jews would hide themselves behind a stone or a tree and a stone or a tree would say, Muslim of the servant of Allah, there is a Jew behind me, come and kill him. The Quran says you have the apostle of Allah, beautiful pattern of conduct for anyone whose hope is in Allah's final days. Final days is the end times for them. If you have in the apostle, beautiful pattern, whose hope is in Allah's final days, you have to wage war. You need to create chaos. Okay, I've got that. Here's the Quran behind the mysterious name of the newest terrorist threat, Khorasan. This story is from September 25th, 2014. And it tells you how right after, you know, there was this Muslim terrorist who was in, in, uh, in jail and he's talking to the FBI interrogator. And when he finds out that the FBI interrogator knows about Khorasan, 
he's asked, you know the Hadith? And he says, do you really work for the FBI? It never dawned on him that his enemy might want to read about him and his beliefs. and might want to know what Islam teaches. Never dawned on that terrorist at all. Khorasan. Khorasan is an area of... Uh, this story is not in your homework. Let me throw it into the. You might want to put that one up on Rumble too, Charlie. Khorasan's an area of Afghanistan, and it spills down into uh, Iran and parts of Turkey. In Islamic prophecy, when they see the black flags of Khorasan, that region coming out of that area, heading toward is uh, Jerusalem, that's the symbol that the Mahdi has shown up. In their prophecy, that tells them that the Mahdi is on earth. The 12th Imam is back. That's their Jesus. That's their Messiah. That's Islam's Messiah. He's the one that's going to lead the final battle against Jerusalem. And he's going he's to defeat Jerusalem. In the Bible, if you believe you've found the Antichrist, I don't believe the Antichrist. I believe something differently. I believe he's a world leader. We think he's the Antichrist. He's an Antichrist but he's not the Antichrist of, of the Tim LaHaye left behind. He's a world leader. He's a military world leader. In the Bible, he's going to come against Jerusalem, just like the 12th Imam. These two people are very, very similar. You've got to know about the 12th Imam, folks, because Islam is very serious about this. They think it'll happen at a time of global chaos, and they think that they can usher in Beck tried to tell us about this, the 12th Imamers. Ahmadinejad or whatever the heck his name was in Iran, he's a 12th Imamer. He was working toward this. They believe that they can help usher him in by creating world chaos. Look around the world. Do you have that? Yeah, you got chaos everywhere. Is Islam part of this anywhere? Charlie, help me out here. Is Islam's hand in any of this chaos that's going on in the world? They're everywhere. They're everywhere? Yes. Okay. So what's that give us? 12th Imam, right? One man to unite them all. That's an official Islamic picture. That comes from Islam. You know, like when we would go to Christianity talking about Jesus. This is them. One man to unite them all. The Arab Spring partners. Obama was behind all that, or at least involved in it. He helped coordinate it. Obama. Obama. Hmm. This is from the Bible. Daniel chapter 11, verse 36 through 40. If you have not been watching my Worship Wednesdays, a lot of this is not going to click with you. But it says the king will do as he pleases. That's not the word for prince, the prince who is to come in Daniel. This is the word for an earthly human being king. But there is a spiritual prince behind this man. It says, the king will do as he pleases. He will exalt and magnify himself above every god and will say unheard of things against the god of gods, against Yahweh. He will be successful and the time of wrath is completed. For what has been determined must take place. He will show no regard for the gods of his ancestors or for the one desired by women. Nor will he regard any god, but will exalt himself above them all. Now, this is the NASB translation. Well, 
actually, no, this is NIV. I want to get away from that. Hold on, folks. We got to change this real quick. I thought I had this done for us. We do not read from the NIV here. So he have no regard for the gods of his fathers or for the desire of women, nor will he show regard for any other god, for he will boast against them all. All right. Desire of women. A lot of people think that means he's going to be homosexual. I don't know what the Hebrew word here is, but I do know that it was an idiom. Desire of women is Messiah. That, that at the time this was written, all the women wanted to be the one who gave birth to the Messiah. So either way, with this, the context here, he'll show no regard for the gods of his fathers. Obama was born Christian. He shows no regard for Yahweh. He shows no regard for Christ, nor will he show regard for any other god. He will boast against them all, and he does. Instead, he will honor a god of fortresses, a god whom his fathers did not know. He will honor him with gold, silver, precious stones, and treasures. That right there, that right there, gold, silver, fortress, all of this, that's Islam. That describes Islam beautifully. That is Islam to a T, folks. Muhammad builds Islam with, with treasures and, and gifts of gold and booty. Muhammad is, an, is a religion of war, god of fortresses of war. And Obama's fathers did not know Islam, his forefathers. He, he was born into Christianity. His descendants don't, don't know Islam. This fits. Now, I'm not saying that this king is Obama. I'm telling you the pattern fits. The pattern is what fits. The pattern is what we're looking at. He says, and he will take action against the strongest of fortresses and will help and with the help of a foreign god. He will give great honor to those who acknowledge him and will make them rulers over the many and will parcel out land for a price. That fits the pattern of how Obama acted. And at the end of time, the king of the south will wage war with him and the king of the north will storm against him, chariots and horsemen with many ships, and he will enter the countries, overflow them and pass through them. What's going on there? The yeah. prophets are. Go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, just that that word you were talking about there, Himda. Yeah. Uh, it does refer to desire, but one of the uh, one of the things, and it and it actually brings out Daniel eleven thirty seven specifically in Brown Drivers Briggs, apparently reference to some object of idolatrous worship, perhaps Adonis or Tammuz. So, so this just, is a case of Hebrew blurring where intentionally yes, it points yes. to multiple things at once. Right. Is Obama connected with homosexuality? <laughs> rumors are, yes. The rumors are, yeah. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want anything to do with Jesus. It fits the pattern. Yeah, yeah. J just looking at this show, you know, I've always said on here, uh, if, if uh, Obama was in court, accused of being a Christian, there wouldn't be enough evidence no. to convict him. But I think we've provided enough evidence on the show so far to convict him of being a Muslim. Yes. Now, everything we just read about from the Bible of what the king that comes against Jerusalem in the end times is going to be like and do, those are said about the Imam, the 12th Imam. It's in the Hadith. You won't find any prophecy in the Quran because Muhammad never prophesied. And isn't the twelfth Imam kind of like? It's our we, Jesus character, right? Our our Jesus character, the right? second coming character. Yeah, yeah, yes, that, that's what I thought. Yeah, he is. He's that's a photo negative. Photo negative, right? Whatever yes. our whatever Jesus does when he comes back, the twelfth Imam does. Yeah, only in reverse. So right. if Jesus kills all non-believers. 
the 12th Imam kills all Christians and Jews. This is what happens, folks. This is literally antichrist. Verbatim, right? So one side or the other is right. The other is wrong. Except that if I test Islam, which we're going to be doing on Wednesdays here, we're going to go over that. If I test Islam, it, it falls on its own merits. On its own merits. Because Muhammad says he's the prophet of Allah, but all good prophets have to come from Isaac. He said that. And then he said he comes from Ishmael. So according to himself, he's a blasphemer. So he's not a true prophet, which means nothing he said is real. Out of his own mouth. So here's the thing with this. Charlie, an audience, there are a lot of Muslims who think Obama is the 12th Imam. And he has done things that give them reason to believe this. Yeah, the Arab Spring was a big deal. Yes. That's the reconstitution of the caliphate. That is standing in the presence of the beast, bringing it back to life and giving it a voice to speak again. This fits prophecy very well. I'm not telling you it's exactly what you're supposed to be looking for. I'm telling you the patterns fit very well. Now, there's more to this. Here's something else. Just hang in there, Charlie. You might like this. Isaiah 7, 18 and 19. On that day, Yahweh will whistle for the fly that is in the remotest part of the canals of Egypt and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. They will all come and settle on the steep ravines, on the ledges of the cliffs, and on the thorn bushes, and on the watering places in Israel. Now, why would I think that's connected to Obama? <laughs> yeah, this was all over the news. Y'all remember this? He's reading to children. Look at that face. And this is when the bees attacked him. And they'll say they were honeybees, but they weren't. They were wasps. They were hornets. And this is the bees. I will whistle for the fly and the bee. Y'all know who the Assyrian is in scripture? He's he's from the area of Iraq and Syria. He would be today a Muslim. Patterns. Patterns. Obama said he was not seeing the last of him. We had not yet. That's right, Aaron. And he said he was going to run things behind the scenes. The patterns. If Islam believes that it has to create chaos in the world to take over and bring back their 12th imam and if there's a, a number of them who think that obama is the 12th imam he did appoint an iranian shia woman to be you know valerie jared chief of staff right and at the time the leader of the state department was hillary clinton right and her right hand was another devout muslim shia muslim woman one. None of this is proof, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, you're right. It's not proof, folks. But it's a heck of a warning sign. Thanks, Charlie. We're not done. I'm not the only one that's seen this. This right here is God's War on Terror, Islam Prophecy in the Bible, Wallace Shubat and Joel Richardson. I'm going to come back to this book in a minute, but I disagree. He, 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 he's a former PLO terrorist who, who turned Christian. 
and he tells of a story of an, uh, a female, an elderly Muslim woman who was given a Bible and she opened it thinking it read from right to left. And she, she read the book of revelation first and immediately converted Christianity because she recognized the 12th Imam in reverse. And she knew that the Bible was older than Islam and that she was originally told in Islam to read the Bible. She recognized the, the deception that she had fallen for. And Walid Shubat pretty much goes through something very similar. We'll come back to that in a minute. This one on the right, Islam, the cloak of the Antichrist. Now, both of these books, except the Tim LaHaye left behind it, the idea that there is the Antichrist in Scripture, that character's not there. I'll stand on that. The, the idea of an incarnate man that is possessed by Satan, you know, that, that type of thing, that, that is not in the Bible. It's not there. The world leader coming against Jerusalem, yes, that is. But in Daniel, he's a human being. The prince who is to come that's going to lead all this, that is a spiritual being. It's in Daniel. Daniel makes that very clear if you'll just read the books of Daniel, the book of Daniel. But these, this book here on the right, that will tell you an awful lot about Islam. Jack Smith did his homework. So if you want to read about Islam, that's the book. That book will help. That's one of the books. This is all in your homework. It's toward the end of the homework today on the road to Concord. Now, Joel Richardson later on wrote these, the Islamic Antichrist in the Mideast Beast, because he recognized that biblically when the Messiah returns, he will do the opposite of what the 12th Imam does, and that Islam fits the nature of the beast in the Bible. So this is not just... He never, in these two books, I have them both at home. Joel Richardson never mentions Ellis Schofield, not once. And this man is not prone to plagiarism. He will cite where he gets his information. Many paths to the one capital T truth. Joel Richardson is tracking on the same thing that Ellis Schofield found, the same thing Wallace Schubat. This is Ellis Schofield's book, The Hidden Beast 2. You can go to the official website there, and it, from what I understand, it's available in PDF download for free. It is the same book. I have the PDF. I found it the other day. So you can, you can read these things. All of these things here all start lining up together. Now, if you want to read about Islamic prophecy, God's war on terror, this is Walid Shubat, former PLO terrorist, former Muslim. He's been very good um, attacking Islam ever since he converted back to Christianity. He also understands some of the prophetic language better than you might realize, better than I think he realizes, because he was raised in this part of the world, grew up there, and he understands the figurative language that they still use. This is worth it if you understand that his idea of eschatology is wrong. But still, he will explain Islam to you very, very well. Because he knows it. He knows it. He lived it. I read that book when I still believed the old version of eschatology. It doesn't mesh with scripture. That's why I abandoned it. But he told me what the Muslims believe, what their prophecies are, their, their end of days. And I checked it, and it's right. It's in the Hadith. It's there. 
Everything he told me to go look for, I found. And he explains the 12th Imam very well. Of all the books I've read about Islam's prophecy, this is the best. The best one I've found, other than wading through the Hadith itself. Why is all that important? Hmm. I don't know. If you haven't figured that out by now, I don't know how to explain that to you. But I'll share this with you. On Islam by John Wesley. It's an old Englishman. He says, ever since the religion of Islam appeared in the world, the espousers of it have been as wolves and tigers to all other nations, rending and tearing all that fell into their merciless paws and grinding them with their iron teeth that numberless cities are raised from the foundation and only their name remain, that many countries which were once as the garden of God are now a desolate wilderness, and that so many once numerous and powerful nations are vanished from the earth. Such was, and is at, at that day, the rage, the fury, the revenge of these destroyers of humankind. <laughs> like locusts. Where do we, Charlie? Do we see anywhere in the scriptures about 200 million locusts that come up out of the pit? Yeah, we do. Spiritually, does Islam and the jihad seem to fit the description in the book of Revelation? Yeah, that could actually be uh, an application. Yeah. Could be. Could be. It fits with a lot of other pieces. Islam's been a problem ever since Muhammad. Their goal is to take over the world, period. End of story. They're not lying about that. They've told us that. Who is the great Satan in this world? America, right? Seed of Ephraim. Our enemy knows who we are. Who's the lesser Satan? Israel, the seed of Judah. America, the house of Israel. The nation Israel, the house of Judah the divorced and the married brides. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, you need to start paying attention to our Wednesday classes. Now, you may not see this clearly. That's fine. I want to ask you a question. If you've been with me for any length of time, are the fireflies starting to go off in your head? Is any of this ringing and rhyming in your head? Do you have a vague idea like looking through fog, you start to see the picture in your head? Charlie, how are we doing with all this? Yeah. I mean, just because Islam is such a photo negative of, you know, Christianity, if you will. I mean, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's Antichrist. Know, yeah, yeah. By it, definition. And this, this all could be, this could solve the problem we're thinking about, you know, this you know, Battle of Gog and Magog and all this stuff, you have two spiritual theologies that are fighting against each other. Now, that doesn't, we're going to have a physical war. Over oh, yes, that. yes. There, there's there's going to be physical uh, manifestations of this. But, but the point is, we, this battle might have been lasting a lot longer. We think it's going to happen in just a couple of yeah. days. This might have been something going on for generations. But if you look at, look at it through spiritual eyes yeah this this battle is going on and this battle's been fighting since yeah. the fall so the point here today 
and we're coming to the end of what I need to do, unless there's a comment on the board or questions from any of y'all. The point today is Islam is trying to take over this country. And we hear all about the left, the American political left and everything they're doing. Where is conservative talk radio on this? <laughs> they won't touch this. Why? Because they value their lives. Yes. Islam will kill you. Islam has infiltrated our school system. I know as a fact that they pretty much control the two boards that choose our public school books. And they're choosing books that are rewriting history. I know that in California for a while now, they have mandated it during the season of Ramadan, public school systems, the kids have to take on Islamic names, dress Islamic, pretend to pray to Allah, if not actually pray to him. They have to live like Muslims for two weeks. It's in the school system. It was mandated. What would happen if you had to live like a Christian for two weeks? There'd be all holy heck raised over that. This is being pushed. By the way, we tell you to read the book Return of the Gods. Baal worship? Baal and Bel. Bel is the moon god out of Saudi Arabia. That's Allah. Baal and Bel. If I'm in ancient Aramaic or, or Hebrew writing, Charlie, how do I, without the vowel markings, how do I spell Baal? B-L, right? Yes. How do I spell Bel? Same way. Yeah. They're the same god, folks. And they come out of the area where the return of the gods are. Why is that important? Because Astra is messed up in all this. Easter. And she's connected to sexual promiscuity and homosexuality. So is Islam. Yeah, I know. They'll kill Muslims. I mean, kill homosexuals. But they like to use homosexuality as a punishment to their captives. And Muhammad promised everybody fine, ripe, young boys in heaven. I read it. It's in the Quran. They never mention that part, do they? And it's not 72 virgins. It's 72 white grapes. They're promised two virgins, perpetual virgins with translucent flesh. And the girl just stays a virgin. You get done with her. The next time you come see her, she's a virgin again. That's what's actually in there. <laughs> There's a lot of mess here, folks. There's a lot of misconception. You're not allowed to talk about Islam, let alone what it's doing in this country. Just like I can't talk to you about anything connected with race anymore. Because I'll be shouted down as a racist. So what can I not address? I can't address certain cultures in this country. Cultures that are destroying the fabric of our society. I can't talk about that because I'll be labeled a white supremacist and a racist. Even though the cultures in question are multicultural, multi-ethnic, many different colors of skin involved. It's predominantly one over another, but I'm not allowed to talk about that. It's taboo. I'll get censored. Well, it's even more taboo. You can't talk about Islam. So let me ask you something. If I can at least vaguely sort of kind of talk about certain things on the left, but not at all about Islam. Which one's winning the censorship battle? And if you're winning the censorship battle, aren't you winning the battle as well? The overall attack? Control the media, control the narrative. Mm -hmm. Malcolm X. <laughs> yeah. 
He said that if you're not careful, the media will have you believing a lie. Going after the good guy and condemning the bad, I mean, praising the bad guy. You know, basically Malcolm X was just applying Isaiah 5, 2021 to the media. And he was correct. So it's conspiracy theory Thursday. And the supposed conspiracy theory is that Islam wants to take over this country and is actively working in that direction. I want to ask you a question if you're still with me. Conspiracy, yes. You think it's a theory? You think I'm all wet? If so, let me know. Show me where I've gone wrong with this because all I've done is read their words and watched their actions and taken them at their word. And now I want to honor the threat, but I'm not allowed to do that. Neither are you. What's that form and function define? Yeah. So I already turned it off, so I can't show it to you real quick, but I got one more question for you. How's your spiritual battle going? You're in one. Whether you want to recognize it or not, you're in one. And you can ignore it all you want. But the beastie over your shoulder, little girl in the skimpy clothing that doesn't want to look at it, it's going to kill you either way. You should at least turn around and face up to what you're dealing with. You're in a spiritual battle and you can ignore it, but it will not ignore you. All right. I got nothing else, Charlie. You got anything you want to add, throw in here? Uh, you're a pop uh, apocalyptic. There, I got the word out. Oh, I told you it's pucker up time. Yep. Because this is scary stuff here. These it, people, it the the political left will gulag you. Islam will off with your head. Oh, incidentally, folks, if you follow through the links, and I don't know if you know this, Charlie, when they announce the 12th Imam and they finally say, there's the 12th Imam and everybody agrees, all your moderate Muslim friends who are not violent are going to pick up their swords and come after you. Because the Sunni are waiting for the 12th Imam to be named. They believe that they can't attack you until the 12th Imam tells them to. That's the only reason that they're quiet and peaceful. And, and they're practicing cultural jihad with you. They're, they're being deceptive. But I guarantee you, because if, if you look at the numbers, 60 to 70% of all Muslims think jihad is acceptable. All Muslims. Sunni and Shia. And wasn't that kind of what the Arab Spring in America too? Yes, bringing Sunni and Shia together. Yes, yes, it failed at that point. Right, at that but they're point. still working toward it. So as soon as the mom is recognized publicly, yeah, coming on the board. But but the Sunni are supposed to be peaceful. No, no, they're just waiting for the imam to be named. And when that happens, it's time to play cowboys and Muslims, boys and girls. And if you don't, here's another example of what's going on in the world. Why do they want to disarm you? What would have happened in Israel if Israel allowed its people to have weapons? You're only allowed to have a weapon if you're in the military or the reserves in Israel. If everybody that was killed here in the last couple of days had been armed, maybe not as many of them would have died. You could have at least defended yourself. 
you try that Hamas in certain parts of the Southeast down here. <laughs> and it's like that one comedian says, you are not going to succeed because we have rednecks. <laughs> and we recognize that an act of jihad against the American people has no bag limit. Okay. We don't have to tag you. No game warden's going to come up and say, nope, you shot too many jihadis. And that's exactly why we are armed in this country. They want to take that away from you. Why? Makes you easier to kill. You're in a spiritual battle. It has real-world manifestations. Do not get distracted from the material to the point that you miss the spiritual. It is real. It is real. All right, I've talked myself out today. As is my habit, it's time to shut up before I get in a lot of trouble. We love each and every one of you, and we do. Some of you might not think we do, but it's an agape love. It is a godlike love. What we would think of as tough love sometimes in our culture. But we do love you, and we wouldn't be doing any of this if not for that. If you think there's not a real risk in this show today, you don't know Islam. If we help in any way, shape, or form, please share this show with others so that we can help them as well. Warn them about me, whatever you want to say. I know that I'm hard to get used to. I'm well aware of that. There's several of you on this board. One of them just chimed in here. They've known me for many, 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 many years. You either like me or you don't. I get it. But this show's about the information we present. And the ends of the threads I hand you that that show you and invite you, you chase this down for yourself. Many of you have taken up my challenge thinking that you were going to prove me wrong. <laughs> Most of you have found out that it's worse than I told you. That's why I love it when you do your own homework. I know what you're going to find. But that's what we're here for. We are trying to actually truly red pill as many as will listen. But you've got to do your own part. you got to do the work. So share this with whoever might benefit. If nothing else, please give us a thumb up. You know, like it on Facebook or whatever. Let us know that you appreciate what we're doing and you liked it. You don't have to do that with every show or any of the shows if you don't feel like it. But, it, you know, the encouragement is a little bit of a help. This is work. What Charlie and Natasha and I do is work. And I'm not complaining. I'm not. And just every now and then, man, it's it's nice to know that we're actually helping you. Because we're human. We don't want to think like we're ta- just talking into a void into a computer all day long. That's why we appreciate the feedback, folks. Feel free to email if you don't want to do anything publicly. We'll keep your name out of it. That's not a problem. Love each and every one of you. Got no idea what we're doing tomorrow. We'll figure out. We'll figure it out. It's it's Founding Father Father's Friday and um, Fallacy Friday. Logic. I'm feeling like just run home to Mama and talk about logic tomorrow. That's always something I can deal with. Um, y'all pay attention to the news. Don't get caught blindsided. There's been a lot of warnings about possibility of things going. Yeah, Black Robe. That might be time to at least hit on that tortoise. Black Robe Brigade. But there's, there's chatter in the intelligence community of possible attacks in the United States in connection with this. 
be on the lookout. I don't think they do that in the Southeast where we're primarily located, but I, I don't know if it'll happen or not, but if it does just don't get caught unaware. This is not, this is not over. Yeah. It could be a freaky Friday, Beverly. Yes. But this, this isn't over. The goal is to take Jerusalem. Seat of the universe, center of the universe, footstool of Yahweh. Till tomorrow, y'all stay safe. Take care. We'll see you then.